So when thinking about essays and essay writing, we need to keep in mind that our underlying purpose is about persuasion. And a traditional essay, and that's what Wendy and I have been looking at, we have a fairly open assessment that is one that requires choices and thinking about choices compared to other kinds of essays. You might be given a proposition and be asked to agree. If you're writing a report, which is different than an essay, you have, in many cases, a more closed or a situation where there's less choice-making. Wendy, I've had students approach me with open assessments, like, a, like an, an essay, like we're looking at, and said, Chris, why is it like this? Why can't you just tell us what, what you want? And we'll do that. It will save a lot of worry and work and headache about deciding which way to go about it. Now, have you ever encountered that kind of thing? Interestingly, I've encountered it in different cultures. Um, certain cultures, there's this sense that the academic is someone you should replicate exactly what they say, what they think. Uh, what we're trying to teach students is the value of your own independent way of thinking and your contribution. So we prefer to say, well, what do you think about it? What are you learning? What's your perspective? Because we become a richer community from everyone's diverse opinions. Absolutely. As you indicate, we're trying to encourage independent thinking and independent thinkers. These are intellectual skills. And it is much easier to replicate or put together information that you think your marker or lecturer would like to see. That is a more simple task than having to grind away and rack your brain and try and work out where do you sit. Yeah, I often find um, students, we have this discussion, we talk about quoting. Uh, sometimes an essay as a student might be quoting someone a whole lot and I'm sort of saying, well, that's great, but then I might as well go and read that person's work. If they're quoting, for example, somebody named Robinson, Robinson says this, Robinson said that, well, I'm thinking, well, I might as well just put down their essay and go and read Robinson myself. I want to know what you think about it, where you sit, what your position is, and make me think about Robinson's work a little bit differently. Well put. Two of the biggest problems that we see in essays, one we've already covered, staying on task. We've talked a lot about that. And a thesis statement helps us do that. The other problem is that people represent or present the literature and what people are saying. Problem with that is, well, there's no independent thinking going on. And we have, in, in that situation, and this is one of the top two problems, is we have what we call a descriptive piece of work or a descriptive essay. It just describes a whole lot of things that you've read. There's no independent thinking. Our first drafts may lean toward descriptive material because we're collecting ideas and information. What we need to do, because it is a common trap, it is a common pitfall, is transform that into argument. Important for us to understand the difference between descriptive and argument. Now, the thesis statement helps us here as well because 
it's framed as a conclusion. Now that's helpful because conclusion is the vital ingredient for an argument. It is the vital ingredient for transforming descriptive work into an argument or series of arguments to support a point of view. So a thesis statement, of course, is a point of view, and our task then is to produce arguments that support that point of view. If we're just describing things, we haven't got a point of view, have we, Wendy? No, I agree. There's one technique I use with students is when they're reading another piece of work, they're reading, say, for example, a journal article, I encourage them to write whether that's actually physically on um, a printed journal article or whether it's on the screen, to write little notes about how they're reacting to what they're reading. So, for example, they might read something and go, oh, that's different to what this other researcher wrote. And I say to them, just write that in the column beside it and put your initials beside it because it shows that you had that thought at that time. It was your own independent reaction that this author differed from this author. And that's how you start to move away from being just descriptive about what one said to how they relate to each other. That's a great technique. That's a good way of going about it, isn't it? I use it a lot myself, actually, yes. Because it also gives you fodder for when you go to write your article. You've got all these notes that you've written down and you've clearly indicated that they were your thoughts at the time. That is great thinking because this business of going from descriptive to having an argument is a bridge we we need to cross. How do you get there? So that's a great tip, Wendy. With our question, the one that we've been looking at today, we have a situation where we can, uh, we're given the opportunity to agree or disagree. So it has an openness about it. It means choices need to be made. We need to think, well, what are we going to, um, going to do? Now, in the context of public relations, and which is only an example here, really, the first choice certainly to come to the mind of a lecturer would be, well, the affirmative. Now, why do I say that? Because the materials that we've been encountering on the development and the ethical progression of public relations over time shows progress in that area of ethical practice. But the question asks us whether we agree or disagree So the materials that we've been studying support the positive, the affirmative, the agree case, but we're still being asked to make a choice. This is the way I go about it in my own classes. I talk to students about agreeing is, on one hand, a safe option. Disagreeing is permissible. I don't discourage it, but it will more often than not require a lot more work because you're arguing against the materials that you've encountered. Now, I would not discourage people from doing that. I would just let them know that the learning objectives for the course and as reflected in the marking criteria and the question asked, we need to demonstrate a depth and detail in our understanding of the concepts and the events that make up the story 
of this progression. In amongst that, we'll always have, in any field, professional field, some people who operate unethically. It's not uncommon in life. That's the kind of thing that you could latch onto if you wanted to argue that you disagree. But uh, it pays just to be mindful that no matter which position you take, you need to be on track, you need to have an argument, and you need to demonstrate a very good understanding of the principles and events. So that's important. Another word on on this idea of having an open assessment where you're um, permitted to disagree, we talked, Wendy and I, about independent thinking. This kind of question is designed with that in mind. Things of academic integrity, academic freedom and critical thinking. These are important intellectual matters and values. Let me explain. We don't want to sweep these things aside and censor what we're allowed to say and what we're not allowed to say. It goes against the grain of academic integrity, independent thinking. So that's why we have it. But for us, in the shoes of a student being confronted with a question like this, now this kind of question is not just found in public relations. You're likely to encounter this kind of a question at some point in other disciplines. So it really does pay to think carefully about what your options are and and make your decision. Another word on this, Wendy, in this conversation we're having, we've looked at agreeing and disagreeing. Well, there is room in between. Mm. And we talked about that earlier. And you have a more sophisticated and balanced argument if you take a position which doesn't completely, or let's say blindly, agree. So that's something to think about. It's not a binary, even though it suggests that it is. By binary, we mean you either agree or you don't, or you don't agree, or you disagree. 